Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Breaking news four people shot at a local fairgrounds. Investigators just released the information about who they're searching for and also the juveniles injured. Plus, a local woman says her three-year-old twin granddaughters were sent to the hospital after swallowing THC gummies. Why she says the situation could have been much worse. Big changes coming for Halloween. I'll walk you through our newly updated trick-or-treat forecast hour by hour. And a North Carolina teacher's tribute to Matthew Perry. 80s today, but it is a vastly different story for trick-or-treating tomorrow. It will be in the 50s. That's a 30 degree temperature swing. Hello, I'm Ashley Rowe and I'm Dan Haggerty. That's not all. We might also need umbrellas on top of it. It looks like we're going to have a second straight Halloween with some rain in the forecast. Franklin Street last year uh, looked like this. Every costume came accompanied by an umbrella. Meteorologist Kat Campbell joining us now with this hour by hour look at the forecast and kind of the timing of this rain, Kat. The good news is, is that the rain is very light, Dan. So if you can incorporate maybe a raincoat into your kid's costume, it'll keep them warm and it'll keep them dry. Five o'clock, we've got about a 60% chance for rain tomorrow. By nine o'clock, that chance at 50%. And when you look at these temperatures, five o'clock, if you're headed out early to trick or treat, it's only 50 degrees by 7 o'clock in the upper 40s and by 9 o'clock mid 40s. Add a little bit of wind to that and it's going to be feeling even colder. I do want to show you future cast for tomorrow. We have some new data in. I first want to draw your attention to the timestamp here. We are starting at noon tomorrow when we've got a few sprinkles possible in the northwestern part of our viewing area. Once we get to 3 o'clock as kids are heading home from school, we have some rain around. So it's not a bad idea to send the kids to school with a raincoat or perhaps an umbrella. And then by 6 o'clock, trick-or-treating. It's really from Wake County point south and east, I think, that would have the best chance for rain. We'll be watching this very closely as the rain continues to pass to the south and east. Doesn't look like a lot of rain. That's the good news. And I'll have a closer look at how much rain could fall where you live coming up. All right, that's a big part of it. Thanks, Kat. I'm Mark Boyle in the WRL Live Center. New right now at 7 o'clock. Officials in Nash County confirm the suspect they are searching for right now involved in a shooting over the weekend is in fact a student in the district. On your screen, this is the mugshot, the photograph, if you will, or driver's license photo they released of the 18-year-old that they are trying to track down responsible for shooting four people, including two juveniles taken to the hospital, uh, two people in critical condition. This is a student from Southern Nash Senior High School in and since he is a student, since they have not tracked him down, the school is actually on a soft lockdown out of, out of precaution uh, this afternoon. He's been identified as Brulio Fuentes Martinez. Investigators say over the weekend he went to a birthday party there at the fairgrounds locally and opened fire, shooting four people again, as I mentioned, two in critical condition, slamming into several cars on the way out of the parking lot there. We'll keep you up to date as new information comes in on this and as they continue to search for him this evening. Back to you. What a scary situation. Thank you, Mark. And a scary situation for a Wake Forest family after three-year-old twins ate THC gummies. Family members say the gummies were accidentally left out. Now, both are okay. 
But as WRL's Chelsea Donovan explains, it could have been much worse. It was here along Dr. Calvin Jones Highway in Wake Forest where deputies and EMS responded to twin three-year-old girls who had ingested an unknown substance. Now, the girl's grandmother tells me today that her grandchildren ingested THC gummies, but the Wake County Sheriff's Office is not elaborating on that yet. The woman who answered the door at this home on Fairlong Drive in Wake Forest admitted to me that her two twin granddaughters ate THC gummies inside the home yesterday afternoon. She wouldn't talk on camera but said it was all an accident and that the gummies were left out and within reach of the two three-year-old girls. Broadcastify scanner traffic describes the incident the Wake County Sheriff's Office responded to. You are going to have two uh, patients. They are three years old. They both had a cold. Um, mom went to the bathroom and thought that, um, and she had shut the door. Both kids took um, one gummy apiece. They have 30 milligrams each. Um, that's what the girls say that they took because they can take a gummy. The grandmother tells me the girls didn't lose consciousness and they were on their way to the hospital. But the car they were riding in broke down here on Calvin Jones Highway. Deputies from White County and EMS met the twin girls and the family alongside of the road. Both patients seem alert. Um, there's no signs of distress right now. Um, but her vehicle is broken down, so we take her to the hospital. This is an increasing problem that we're seeing in healthcare is um, young children um, ingesting THC edibles. Dr. Mike Steiner is pediatrician in chief for UNC Children's Hospital. He says toddlers getting a hold of THC gummies is alarmingly too common. This year, probably about three to four thousand. Um, children under six will unintentionally ingest THC gummies. The Wake County Sheriff's Office says this is an active and ongoing investigation. No charges have been filed yet. They say it will take several weeks to get back a toxicology report. Chelsea Donovan, WRL News, Wake Forest. Products laced with THC from marijuana are still illegal in North Carolina, but THC from hemp plants at lower levels is legal. You can find those products at smoke shops, convenience stores, and more. WREL investigates bought and tested some of those over-the-counter products to see if they were legal and properly labeled. You can see the results on WREL.com. It was a tech upgrade to bring the state's court system out of the Stone Age, essentially, and now it's at the center of a federal lawsuit. It claims flaws in the electric system uh, are causing people to get arrested over and over for the same charges or not released from custody, for instance, when they've already paid bond. This is a story our investigative team has tracked since the pilot program began earlier this year. And Chris Lovingood is in the newsroom now uh, with the details here, Chris. Well, you know, we've interviewed people before who've been affected by this, right? And they say it's been a mess. If you've ever been to your local courthouse, House, you've probably noticed everything was kept in paper form, right? We're talking shelves and shelves of criminal and civil files. That's why the state hired Tyro Technologies to help the court system transition to an all-electric world. Now, the state paid $100 million for e-warrants and e-courts. Within days of the system rolling out earlier this year in four pilot counties, including Wake County, the problem started piling up with people getting re-arrested. Just last month, e-courts rolled out in the Charlotte area, and according to the lawsuit, more than 60 people were kept in jail even though they should have been released. The lawsuit says the two systems, they just don't communicate well, and people impacted should be compensated. The attorneys also want more flexibility when the technology problems pop up. 
Judges have an immediate resource that they can use. Clerks have an immediate resource. The sheriff has an immediate resource to make sure that people are not over-detained and to make sure that people are released from jail in a timely manner. And there are multiple defendants, including Tyler Technologies, the state court system, as well as local court officials and sheriffs. We have reached out to the state court system, but they would not comment on that lawsuit, Dan. We will stay on top of it, as you know, Chris. Thank you. Democrats representing the triangle in Congress are making decisions about the 2024 election. The announcements come after state lawmakers redrew the districts to help the GOP win more seats in Congress. The triangle currently has three Democratic representatives. U.S. Representative Valerie Fushi, a Hillsborough Democrat, announced today she is running for re-election in 2024. Representative Deborah Ross also will seek re-election next year. Representative Wiley Nickel hasn't said. His district shifts from a competitive seat to a heavily Republican one under the new maps. The parents in North Raleigh are scrambling to find childcare now after a preschool abruptly closed. Family received an email late Saturday over the weekend telling them the International Preschool of Raleigh is closed as of Monday, which is today, of course. Mornwind Education, based in Beijing, China, has operated this school for 17 years. They say it's closing because enrollment has not rebounded since the pandemic. Many parents say they prepaid for the school year, but they have not been able to reach anyone in the company headquarters in Beijing. A celebration at RDU International at this hour, nonstop service to Paris is back. The first Air France flight on the route landed about an hour ago. WRL's Julian Grace was there for the fanfare surrounding the big moment. Bonjour, Julian. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Ashley, let me tell you this. People were so excited to be heading to Paris tonight. You should have seen the smiles on their faces. But none of this would have been made possible if it wasn't for the tremendous growth happening right here at RDU. Let's talk about numbers. Starting with 2019, RDU set a record with just over 14 million passengers coming through. Now, 2023 is on pace to go over just 15 million passengers. Air France is teaming up with Delta Airlines to make the flights happen. And RDU is also expected to get another direct flight to Europe next year. The destination, Frankfurt, Germany. So we've added two international carriers, 22 additional dots in the map, nonstop service, and 50 additional flights since February of 2023. That is a record in terms of additional capacity coming into the system. That is a record right there. Now, Ashley, I know what you want to hear about. You want to talk to the passengers who are heading to Paris tonight. Well, we have some of them, and you will hear from them all new later tonight at 10 and 11. We are looking forward to it. Julian Grace live at RDU International. Thank you. Well, for the first time now since Matthew Perry's death, we are hearing from the fellow cast members from the show, friends that made him famous. They called his death utterly devastating, calling him more than a castmate, saying he's family. One tribute to the 54-year-old actor came from Ron Clark. Perry plays the role of Clark, who is a teacher from North Carolina who takes a new job teaching in New York City. Clark posted a picture of him with Perry on Instagram with the caption, thank you for giving my story life and an audience. I love you. Perry died at his Los Angeles home on Saturday. Mm. So sad. I know. And the cast just finally coming out about less than an hour ago saying how devastated they are and that they're going to take this time to process it and then maybe talk about it a little later. If the rest of us are shocked, imagine yeah. how they feel. Exactly. After the break and decades after contamination, two hazardous waste sites in the Triangle will be cleaned up where those sites are, and when they'll be safe. Plus, talk about getting into the Halloween spirit. We're going to show you one neighborhood in Fayetteville where the skeletons 
change their outfits almost every other day. Wake Tech launched a new partnership with Elizabeth City State University today. Leaders gathered at the new Wake Tech East campus in Wendell. An unmanned drone delivered the documents for campus leaders to sign. This is all part of the plan. It's uh, since the schools agreed to work together to develop new programs in aviation, they decided to show this off. Specifically, they will collaborate on programs that can improve public safety and emergency preparedness from the air. Also in the agreement, students in Wake Tech's Criminal Justice Associate degree program program can transfer into ECSU's online Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice. Drug giant GSK could be using DNA, your DNA, to develop its new products. The drug maker paid $20 million for a year of access to the data in the 23andMe database and help in processing it from the company's researchers. GSK can use that information now to conduct targeted work developing new drugs and other therapies. You can read more about this and the work that they will be doing on WRLTechWire.com. The 23andMe database is the world's largest collection of genetic information from consenting participants. All right, take a look at this massive tribute to North Carolina's nature scene painted on the side of a building. The artist Andrea Martin highlighted her favorite local mountain peak in a massive 500-foot-long mural. That takes a lot of work. She is from Hendersonville. It looks great, though, doesn't it? The project took months to complete. Martin says she was inspired by her childhood memories and hopes this will encourage more people to explore nature with their families. And there's plenty to explore here in our state. Oh, that is just gorgeous. Okay, you see what's behind mm -hmm. us, right? So we got to talk Halloween. Time has just about run out if you haven't decided what you're <laughs> going to be for Halloween. You're not alone, though. WRL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays introduces us to a group of skeletons in his neighborhood that change their costumes just about every other day. Halloween decorations are designed to be spooky and sometimes outrageous. They go up and kind of hang around. But not in the Schick household in the Blakefield community in Vander. Oh no, Ashley Schick is the mother of them bones on Pleasantburg Drive. For the past five years, skeletons have taken over her front yard. And every couple of days in October, they change their costumes and move around. We have a neighbor whose son would want to look outside every day and see, see them. And we thought, wouldn't it be funny if one day they moved? And so they move and change and move and change. And oh, by the way, yes, they do have names. Yes, they all have names. Um, we have Patrick Mabones, we have Joe Marrow, we have Labone James, and we have little Sabone Biles because I'm a gymnastics coach. Ashley may be the mother of Dem Bones, but it's her children who provide the inspiration for their clever design. It takes a lot of us to get um, the skeletons moved and standing, and we have to put their little fencing posts in. They help think of the ideas. We did Spider-Man this year, the three pointing, and that was all them. The Ninja Turtles we did this year was all them. This is a scene from Hocus Pocus 2, complete with a Roomba carpet cleaner. They actually have picked out tomorrows for Halloween and are very excited. So I've got my WREL orange and black on, and there's gonna be one more costume change for these skeletons. Make no bones about it, come rain or shine tomorrow, this family loves Halloween. In Cumberland County, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. I am so impressed by the level, level of commitment. Big time. Yeah. And, cre and creativity. And right? creativity. Have a new idea every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never a dull moment in front of that house. Yeah, so WREL is going to have the trick-or-treat hours and, and run down of the best Halloween displays in our area. It's on our website. You can find it on our app as well. Type trip, trick, or treat in the search box. Those skeletons are going to need uh, parkas, maybe Yeah, parkas, maybe a hat. 
definitely an umbrella, right, Kat? Yes, and you know, it's not going to be pouring rain. That's the good news, but there is going to be some light rain around. So hopefully that saves Halloween for some folks who are considering, well, can we go out or not? You know, a rain jacket should do an umbrella. This is not going to be downpours or thunderstorms, but more like a bigger area of light rain that we see and drizzle at times. At 6 o'clock tomorrow, here are your town-by-town rain chances. Highest from Raleigh south and east, 40% for Roxborough and South Hill by 7 o'clock. Not too much of a change in our rain chances town by town. But as we move a little bit later tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, it may really be the southeastern part of our viewing area that there are some lingering showers. So you may be in better shape to head out a little bit later if you live in the Triangle, Roxborough, South Hill, some of these areas. We will, of course, be on the air with you tomorrow evening, keeping you up to date on the radar and hopefully helping you and your family plan the best driest window when you can head out on trick or treat. But if you're willing to get creative with your costumes and incorporate a rain code, I think you'll be okay out there. Two Superfund sites north of the Triangle are a top priority for the federal government right now. Christex Drum in Oxford and GHM Electronics in Roxborough are considered hazardous sites, and the EPA will spend more than $11 million to clean them up. WRL's climate change reporter Liz McLaughlin toured the sites today to see what needs to happen. This is the Christex Drum Superfund site in Oxford. It's a former textile plant, and this massive building at 150,000 square feet, the size of a Walmart, is full of asbestos. The groundwater and the soil here are also contaminated. Good afternoon, everyone. Congresswoman Valerie Fushi was one of the special guests visiting two hazardous waste sites in District 4 today, where she said cleanup efforts are a step forward for environmental justice. Many of these Superfund sites are located near low-income communities and affect communities of color. More than $11.3 million from the bipartisan infrastructure law will go towards the cleanup of GMH Electronics in Roxborough and the Christex drum site in Oxford. This is one of the largest investments in our country's history to help address legacy pollution, the Christex drum site was added to the National Superfund priority list a decade ago, after investigation discovered high contamination from the plant from the 60s to 80s. And a lot of times we find sites, we put them on national priorities list, and then we just didn't have funding to do anything. Jeff Crawley, an EPA remedial project manager, walked visitors around the site, where funds will be used to demolish the former Christex building, where lead paint coats its walls over a foundation of asbestos. Um, as we clear the site around the site, we're discovering a lot of has other things like a bunch of tires and things like that. It's going to delay our cleanup because we have to get rid of that stuff first. Addressing the site's pollution is exciting for many in the community, including Granville County Commissioner Jay Zalotis, who worked at the plant in high school. But it's kind of sad and very good because uh, going back to a place that I worked at my first, first, that was my first job. But now it's been cleaned up so we can be useful back again for the county. The EPA estimates that this cleanup will take between three to four years to finish. Then they'll continue tests after that to make sure no other remediation efforts are needed. In Oxford, I'm Liz McLaughlin, WREL News. Chapel Hill is preparing for Halloween. A couple of busy roads will be closed in the downtown area. Franklin Street from Raleigh to Church Street and Columbia Street from Rosemary to Cameron Avenue. The roads will be closed tomorrow, Halloween night, from 8 to 9.30 p.m., 
Smaller roads that feed into these areas might be closed as well. People love Franklin Street oh. on on uh, on Christmas. What how it's <laughs> what ho what holiday? Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight on WRL News. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRL. Have a great night. Keep watching WRL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.